everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I am Emily. And I'm Danielle. Happy Tuesday again. <laughs> Yay. No holidays to talk about. No holidays to talk about, but you and I are currently... On a beach. Probably on a beach. Somewhere. Nice and warm. Lapping up the sun. I'm probably burnt. Probably. <laughs> I'm probably a golden tan goddess Shut up, Emily. Shut <laughs> up, you asshole. <laughs> you get all the good things. And probably like hungover. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll not be that, that's for sure. So <laughs> uh okay, so we wanted to just do a quick little PSA. Yes. That we don't hundred percent know for sure if there will be a episode coming out next Tuesday. Yep. Just because with how things fall with uh us being gone for a week um and then how the recording schedule is and just the week before we leave is just hectic for yeah. both of us yeah so we don't know if we'll be able to get podcast episodes written therefore we don't know if we'll be able to get something recorded so right it will be a surprise if one is or not right we're not so. ruling it out a hundred percent no but we're also not committing to it a hundred percent just because we it's have- it's a lot right like it's just like we just don't know where we're gonna be at when we get home and even though i i'm not working that week that we get back for spring break we you still are and we have to like make sure that mentally you're not completely burnt out and you know yeah so i just we don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves but like we're not saying absolutely not right basically if we have the time to write one before we leave in the next three days four days whatever great but i'm also not gonna kill myself to get one done so right and we're not gonna do it on vacation oh hell no yeah so (laughs) Uh, we just wanted to barely gonna do my schoolwork honestly or we just wanted to mention that so we'll let you know either way we'll post on our socials yeah yeah so yeah, that's all I we had to say, right? Just, yeah, quick little FYI, PSA kind of situation. Yep. Okay, you want to uh, get into your story? Sure. It's not super long today, uh, which, I mean, is what it is. But I'm doing the story of Donald Harvey. Okay, so Donald Harvey was born in Hamilton, Ohio on April 15th. 1952 i think it's interesting that we were both both in that same time frame yeah area or time range whatever so uh hamilton is just north of cincinnati so probably i didn't like map it i just kind of looked at where it was i would guess probably about 45 minutes half hour north of cincinnati when donald was a child his family moved to boone kentucky where his parents were tobacco farmers. They did not make much money doing this, and Harvey did not have an easy childhood. Unfortunately, from the ages of five to eight, Harvey was molested by his uncle and a neighbor. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, He did not tell anyone about the abuse until after it ended, and the person that he told was his sister. So as far as I'm aware, neither of the men faced charges for the abuse. He also did not finish school past ninth grade, although he did end up getting his GED when he was only 16. So not a stupid child, you know, it just, 
I think with everything else going on and like he maybe just didn't have an interest in doing schooling which is he got his GED so that's impressive yeah so in 1971 Donald was arrested for burglary when he was almost 18 and ended up being ended up enlisting in the U.S. Air Force but was discharged after only nine months due to two suicide attempts oop yeah, so not uh, an easy childhood slash youth. Right. So after his time in the Air Force, Donald started working as an orderly at Marymount Hospital in London, Kentucky. While working there, Donald killed his first victim. Oh, fuck. I kind of figured he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah, unfortunately. It always sucks, but, but you feel bad for the child, not for the adult. Right. Right. So, buckle up. Oh, God. Over the next 10 months, he would kill 11 people. Donald did not have a specific MO for the type of victim that he killed. His victims ranged in age from middle age to elderly. They were both men and women of different races and economic backgrounds. The only thing that they had in common was that they were all cardiac patients. So, heart surgery, heart attack. You said he was an orderly, right? Yes. What is an orderly? So, it's like below a nurse. Okay. But so, he still has like access to... Especially at this time. Yeah, okay. he did. Um, they do. They did mention in one of the articles that I read that at the time, orderlies were not background checked as harshly as they are now. I think that it's a lot a lot more work now to get that kind of like a job. Um, I, I don't know if it's called something different now either or if it's still technically called orderly, but from my understanding, that's like the assistant to the nurses. So kind of like the people that like would check you in and do like your height and stuff. Oh, okay. Is what I think it is. Got it. But I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So Donald, didn't use the same way of killing his victims either, which is why it took so long for him to get caught. So he used arsenic, cyanide, insulin, suffocations, poison, morphine, turned off ventilators, administered fluids tainted with hepatitis B or HIV, which neither of those tended to kill people, but would make them very sick. Oh, yeah. This one's... This next one I don't even like saying because it freaks me out. Uh, He inserted a coat hanger into a catheter. Not sure why. That's fucked. Yeah, pretty horrifying. And caused an an abdominal puncture that led to death. I don't know if it got like infected or like what happened there, but that's what it said. With the arsenic and the cyanide, he would either inject it into the patient or put it in their food or drinks. So. Arsenic is like not fast, right? I don't think so. I think you have to use a lot. Yeah. But I know like cyanide is obviously, but. Yeah. Yeah. So. So not great. These murders happened at three different hospitals, Marymount Hospital, Cincinnati VA Medical Hospital, and Drake Memorial Hospital. And the 
uh, Drake Memorial Hospital was also located in Cincinnati. Donald's victims did not only include people in the hospital either. When he suspected his lover, Carl Howler, of cheating on him, Donald poisoned his food so Carl could not leave their apartment. He also killed Carl's dad, Henry, by arsenic poisoning. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why he did. Like, there was no reason given. Not that he necessarily needs a reason. Like, murder is bad and wrong. So you don't need a reason necessarily. But I was just curious if he'd like, if it was like retaliation against Carl for, you know, or if Carl's dad had done something or, or what it was. But I don't know. So I don't, I don't have any other information on that. And then he also poisoned two of their neighbors, killing Helen Metzler or Metzinger, sorry, with arsenic in a pie that he, I don't know if he made it, but like he had access to this pie. So I don't know how he got a hold of it, but he put arsenic in the pie and then sickened Diane Alexander by putting her hepatitis serum in her drink. Fuck. Yeah. Donald was able to kill for 17 years. What? Without getting caught. So there's, is there more victims than the 11? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. Oh yeah. Um, not all confirmed, confirmed, but we'll, we'll get there. Fortunately, he was caught, but unfortunately, it was because he killed another man named John Powell. John had been on life support for several months after being injured in a motorcycle accident. When an autopsy was done, it was revealed that there was a large amount of cyanide in his system. There was so much cyanide um, that the medical examiner could smell it. Oh, gosh. And that's why he was like, something is not right here. Like, this is weird. Yeah. So... The reason that Donald became a suspect in the first place was because he had just been forced to resign from the Cincinnati VA hospital. And you now might be wondering, like, why did he have to resign? Well, Emily, it's because he was caught stealing body parts for occult rituals. What the fuck? Yes, you heard me correctly. That's okay. Super fucking weird. Yeah. So the police bring him in for questioning and without hesitation, Donald confesses to John's murder, telling police that he had, quote, euthanized him with cyanide, end quote. At least he wasn't like, no, wasn't I me. didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets crazier here. While reporting on Donald's arrest, a news anchor from WCPO TV, Pat Menarson. Manarson, sure, made a comment that he found it unlikely that this was the first murder because Donald had been working at hospitals for nearly 20 years. He asked on air if there had been any other suspicious deaths, and this seemed to get the ball rolling on other reports of suspicious deaths while Donald worked at hospitals in the area. Turns out that there were several nurses that had reported the suspicious deaths to administrators at the hospital. While Donald was working there, they reported that they were told by admin um, to keep quiet. What? Yeah. Like, nope, we don't want to bring attention to this. It's nothing. You guys are making shit up. Like, it's fine. Just leave it alone, basically, is what they were told. That's crazy. Why would they do that? Save their own ass. That opens you up to a lawsuit, I'm assuming. You know? (sighs) Yeah, but But it makes it so much worse. Fucked. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty gross. 
So fearing that Donald could be acquitted of John's murder, a group of these women or nurses, I suppose I don't, I don't know if they're women. I don't want to be sexist. And I accidentally was sorry. The nurses, uh, contact Pat and told him that they were suspicious of at least 10 more deaths that had happened while Donald was working at the hospital. So Pat then takes the information and starts doing some investigating on his own. Good for them. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. And after a couple of months of work, he was able to get enough evidence to air a half hour long special that linked Donald to 24 murders in only four of the 17 years he'd been working. Only four? In four years. So if I did my math correctly, that's like a murder every two months. Jesus. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And in just that four year span of time. So like from 2020 to now, every two months he killed somebody. That's crazy. Yeah. So when confronted by his lawyer, a man named Bill Whalen, Donald admitted that by his estimate, do you want to guess how many he estimates that he killed? How many people? 45. 70 people. Oh God. Knowing that, more than one murder could get Donald the death penalty. Bill contacted prosecutors and offered a plea bargain. If they would take the death penalty off the table and give Donald life without parole, Donald would pe- plead guilty to all 24, per- 24 murders that Pat was able to connect him to. Can I ask a question really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Why would they be afraid that he was going to get off when he confessed to the murder? I don't know. I my assumption is like maybe they were just worried that he would say oh well i'm insane and you know the use the insanity plea or it was a coerced or it was you know there there's a lot of reasons that you can still get like a whatchamacallit a confession thrown out or not let it be admissible or whatever so it seemed like he didn't really like he wasn't really fighting it yeah that was my only thing yeah I mean, so then to me too, I was like, I wonder why he wouldn't just confess to all of them. You know what I mean? If you're confessing to one, why not just? Well, because I think with one, the death penalty isn't on the table. Oh, right. And with multiple, the death penalty is on the table. I don't know that for sure, but from what I found, like that, that seems to be kind of the case. Uh, also, I feel like if if you put yourself in their shoes. And you had been suspicious of this person murdering a bunch of people or at least more than one. How guilty would you feel if you didn't come forward and say something? Yeah. You know? So, like, what does it hurt to just be like, hey, maybe look into this more. Right. Because you're not. We don't think you're wrong. So those are just my own assumptions. But I don't. So I don't know. That That is a good question, though. So. Okay, uh, the prosecutors do agree with the with a caveat that if there were more murders that could be connected to Donald, they were allowed to seek the death penalty. So Donald was admitted to the Ohio prison system on October 26, 1987. But again, this is not where our story ends. In March of 2017, Donald was attacked and killed by in his cell by another inmate named James Elliott. James admitted to killing Donald by stomping and beating him in his cell. 
He grew up near some of the relatives of Donald's victims, which seemed to be the only reason that he's given for the murder. Like, he didn't say that, like, Donald tried to do anything to him. He didn't say that it was, like, a lover's spat or whatever. You know, he just was like, well, yeah, I knew some of the, or I was in the area of some of the families of the victims, so. I'm not going to say I'm sad about it. (laughs) Right. Uh, In 2019, he was indicted on charges that included aggravated murder, felonious assault, Possession of a deadly weapon and tampering with evidence. I don't know where who the, was. Uh, uh, James Elliott, the guy, his killer. Him? Yeah, okay. his killer. I don't know where the possession of a deadly weapon or tampering with evidence comes from, because it sounds like he was just beaten to death and not like it wasn't like a shank was used or something. But I I don't know. So those were just the charges he was indicted on. So I'm gonna do my sources and then I'm going to end with the names of some of Donald's victims slash alleged victims because i have like 40 some names jesus but he's only convicted of 24 okay. so my sources were wikipedia and wcpo.com do you want me to do socials or no yeah you certainly can okay our socials are mw madness podcast on instagram and gmail and mw madness nope. <laughs> podcast group on facebook all right, so the uh, names of some of Donald's victims. Logan Evans, 88. James Tyree, 69. Elizabeth Wyatt, 42. Eugene McQueen, 43. Harvey Williams, 82. Helen Metziger, 63. Hiram, Hiram Prophet, no age. Nathaniel J. Watson, 65. Lawrence Burdenstein, no age. Howard Schrebus, 63. James T. Woods, 65. Roger Evans, 74. William Connells, or sorry, Collins, 85. Otis Day, 72. Margaret Cookrow, 80. Hilda Letts, 82. Ben Gilbert, 81. William Bowling, 58. Margaret Harrison, 91. Maggie Rollins, no age. John V. Combs, 68. Henry Howler, 82. James Plesso, 65. Leon Nelson, 64. Doris Nally, 65. Robert Crockett, 80. Ernest C. Frey, 85. Claiborne Kendrick, no age. Henry Cody, 78. Cleofish, 67. Stell Lemon, 76, John Powell, 44, Maud Nichols, 64, Viola Reed Wyan, 63, Sam Carroll, 80, Silas Butner, 62, Milton Bryant Sasser, 91, Howard Vetter, no age, Edward Wilson, no age, Virgil Weddle, 81, Willie Johnson, no age, Donald Barney, 91, Milton Cantor, 85, Albert Buman, 69. Moose Thompson, 65. Leo Parker, 47. Joseph M. Pike, 68. 